there was a very poor man who had decided at one point in his life to commit suicide. So he goes up to the top of the building and he peers over the end and he sees, ooh, that's a, that's a heavy drop, that. But you know what? Time has come. And he says to himself, you know, I'm a little bit hungry. I think I'm going to eat something before I, you know, leave this world. And he goes into his pocket to see what he has over there. And he has a couple of beans. So I'll eat the beans. So he starts sitting down and he eats the beans. And he takes the, you know, the, the shell and the peel or whatever it is. And he tosses it over the side of the building. And he watches in amazement how he sees a very, very poor man, seemingly poorer than him, reach down to these little skins, little peels of these beans that he just threw off the building, and eats them. He thinks that's unbelievable. Like, what are you doing? So he runs down the stairs of the building, and he goes up to the guy and says, hey, what are you doing? What are you eating these, these peels of beans? So the guy says, I'll be honest with you. I'll be very honest. I'm a very, very poor man. I haven't actually eaten for about two and a half days. I'm, I'm, I'm physically starving hungry. I haven't eaten. And I dove into the Rabbani Shalom that HaKadosh Baruch should please give me food even if it's a peel of something. And all of a sudden, that moment, I see floating down from Shemayim these little peels of beans. I said, wow! HaKadosh Baruch obviously wants me to have this as food and I start eating them. And this man that was a moment ago about to commit suicide says, wow! There's somebody out there that's actually poorer than me. There's someone out there that has a harder life than me. I should really thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for what I have. And the Zoya HaKadosh writes, Mufusha Zoya HaKadosh, that says that often we only thank the Rabboni Shalom when something that we have actually doesn't appear anymore. Something that we have has gone missing. Something that we, we feel that we're missing something. And there's an there's Indian that I wanted to speak about today for the few minutes that we have. A very, very harsh of Indian which I do believe is something that we all require chizik in, myself included, obviously. But it's just something that we have to work on. And there's the halacha of benching. Right? It's that interesting thing called benching, right? Which nowadays is a very, very rare occurrence because now we have bazoinus bread and we have everything bazoinus that I'll never, ever, ever have to bench again. But still, there are many occasions that we do bench. I want to tell you a few things about benching. Open up your eyes a moment to see what is benching. There's a yaivitz. The Yaivitz has a sefer called Chazdei Hashem. And the Yaivitz writes like this. He says a very interesting thing. He says there are certain mitzvahs that have siyat dishmaya. There are certain mitzvahs that have a wonderful muzzle that people keep and they keep it properly, right? Mahadrin, mina mahadrin, Hanukkah. Right? Purim, right? Chayim inish, right? Certain, certain halachas are certain mitzvahs, says the Yaivitz, that are just, they just have that, you know, muzzle that people keep properly. And then says the Yaivitz to a certain mitzvah that just don't have the muzzle. They're just something missing. They just don't have the muzzle. One of those, says the Yaivitz, is Birch And he says to the Yaivitz an amazing thing. He says that, you know, everybody's Mekayim, what the Torah says, Ochalto Vesavata, right? Well, Mekayim, not Mahadrim and Mahadrim. We've got no problem eating, we've got no problem being satisfied. That's fine. And we'll relax when we're eating, and we'll eat slowly, and we'll eat properly. But who's Mekayim, the next part of the Pasuk of Uberachto? Who's behind the next part? That all of a sudden, after having a huge long meal of such a long time, then all of a sudden you need a bench, so you've got to do it in 25 seconds flat. Because you're not going to have a bench, you've got to do it quickly. So the Ayavitz write that's an amazing thing. The Sefer Chinuch, in Mitzvah Tov Lamed, says as far as, I don't want to quote you the words of the Chinuch. He says that this, Kach mukubul ani mirabaisai. This I was makabel, I accepted from my rabbis, from my rebbein. Says the Sefer Chinuch, Shekola Zoe Bebirchas Hamozoin. 
If a person is careful in benching, unbelievable. That means we have a skula over here, tried and tested, guaranteed, that if a person is zahir, means he's careful, A, to bench, and B, properly, then not only is it a skula to be rich, but it's also a skula to have parnasa, covered for the rest of your life. So the amazing thing is, if you look at the Sefer Hasidim, the Sefer Hasidim, as you know, says very, very scary things. Sefer Hasidim brings a Misa of a person that was Nifta very, very young. Twelve months later, he appeared to somebody. It was a Misa in the shoulder. He appeared to somebody twelve months after he was Nifta, and they said to him, hey, no, how's it going up there? What's going on in the next world? So he said, listen, I can't reveal to you various, you know, all these things that what's going on. But he said, one thing I can tell you. Rabbi says, Sefer Hasidim brings this down to Misa. So one thing I can tell you, every single day, so not a day goes by that I'm not being judged for not saying brochas and birchas hamozon carefully. And that's very, very scary. And that's very scary. Because again, Rabbi said, maybe brochas, birchas, roshayna, maybe we do say, we say shahak on them, it's very, we say, boom, and it's no, we say it. Right, because the Gemara tells us in brochas that if a person doesn't say it, it's kiru geisel from the Rabbi Shalom. In fact, I found the Mordecai Beis Yosef. The Beis Yosef says, that Gemara that says that if a person steals, if a person eats without a brocha, he's stealing from Hashem. The Beis Yosef learns that it's actually going also on birchas hamozon. Not only on a brocha rishona, meaning I'm asking permission to eat before I eat, but it's actually going on birchas hamozen as well. And therefore a person has to realize that birchas hamozen is a very, very serious thing. There's a very interesting Gemara in brochas tafnun gimel omen base. Let me read you the Gemara. And this is something we can all relate to when we read this Gemara, we understand this Gemara, we can understand exactly what's going on. The Gemara tells us, nun gimel omen base in brochas. Famous Gemara. Rabba Babar Chano was in a whole caravan of people, right? That's what it used to be called in the older days. You went in a whole group of people. It was dangerous to travel by yourself. It was like you go in a caravan, a whole group of people. And they traveled together to minimize the sakana, the dangerous aspect of traveling. Anyway, he was traveling in a whole group of people. And he realized himself, oh my gosh, I forgot to bench. Can you imagine? Baruch Hashem, it doesn't only happen to us. It happened to Rabbi Baruch Hashem. He forgot to bench. So what do you do? So he thinks to himself, what do I do? If I'm going to tell them, hey guys, I forgot to bench. Can I go back? Right? Because the Allah is obviously meant to go and bench where you ate. So guys, can you just wait here while I just run back and bench? What are they going to say? Ah, come on. You know how it is. Don't be so machmes. Stop being so from. I'm sure you can bench over here. And I've heard eights and coolers that you're allowed to eat bread here and bench over here. It's not a big deal. As long as you can see the place. You know, you know how it goes. Since I can't tell them that, forget that. So what am I going to tell them? So one, someone over there suggested, very simple. Don't tell them that. You know what you tell them? Tell them you left a gold dove, a pure gold dove, in the place where you ate. I guarantee you'll, they'll, they'll, they'll let you stop. And that's exactly what happened. He said to them, guys, you can't believe this. I left a gold, pure gold dove over there. Like, wow, you have a gold dove. It's unbelievable. Why don't you tell us, hey, we're in a rush. You know what? Run back and get it. We'll wait for you a few minutes, right? And that's exactly what happened. Tells us the Gemara. Not only did they allow him to go back and bench, and he did go back and bench, but the Gemara continues that he found a pure gold dove. Which is from there where the Chazal derive that the person benches properly, meaning in the correct place, in the correct situation, he's Zoichat HaShiris, he's Zoichat HaParnosa. Because a gold dove was very expensive. And the Gemara tells us a wonderful thing, it's a tremendous, tremendous skula, there's a Yalkut Shemaini. The Medrash, Rabbi Yisrael, I'm meaning over here to Medrash. You guys are very lucky you came this morning. I'm going to turn around your benching for the rest of your life, for those that bench. The Alkut Shemoni, the Medrash says, 
that when a person benches, it's as if he's Mekayim Kol HaToyra. It's unbelievable medrash. Why? Because it says, V'achal of Zavat, and after it says, Kol HaMitzvah, so you see they're tied together. This is Zoya Kodesh, right? We love schoolers, right? As we say this, I sign like a broken record. But if we'd be able to find a scholar for every semen in Shulchan Aruch, can you imagine? Everybody would Mekayim all the mitzvahs. Everyone would Mekayim all the halachas, because it's a scholar for this, and a scholar for that. And we took it to Muka, and walk around eight times over there in order to get married, because otherwise we can't get married. But that's how it works, right? See, here we have a Zoya Kodesh. If you want to live a long life, now which person of it doesn't want to live a long life? Let's go around the room asking, guys, want to live a long life? I don't think anybody's going to say, well, I don't know, I'm not so sure, it's very difficult here, and there's lots of shyness, and yet so horrors, and it, I don't think so. I think most people want to stay here for as long as possible. Since the Zoya Kodesh, you want to stay here for longer? Bench. Not only bench, but bench properly. The Zayah Kodesh as well brings a raya from there as well, from Ki Kodesh Oni. Okay, there's a Chinuch as well that we mentioned as well. Reb Chaim Vital brings us in Sefer Amitzvah that a person has to bench with Kavonah because he says, and these are scary things. I don't personally understand them, or maybe I do, but I can't reveal them to you, whatever it may be. But this, the, the Reb Chaim Vital explains that when a person benches with Kavonah, he has to. And the reason for that is because the Sitra Acher, what that is, is standing over there and he's about to prosecute against you until you bench with Kavonah. So, you guys better bench with Kabbalah. You know, so people always ask, you know, schoolers and eitzes, people used to go to Rav Shach. People used to go to Rav Shach. And they said, Rabbi, give us an eitzes, we're having this problem in life, having that problem in life, all sorts of things. In fact, there was a famous Rosh Kolo from Imre Yosef Chaya Moshe. Anyway, so he used to go to Rav Shach very often. One particular time he went to Rav Shach to speak to him about something, he waited 15 minutes for Rav Shach to finish benching. Again, let's repeat that. He had to wait 15 minutes to shark to finish benching. I'm not talking about to finish the sandwich or the shawarma or the falafel. I'm talking about to finish benching. You have to wait 15 minutes. An unbelievable thing, right? So they asked the Rebbe, how do you do that? That takes me like, I don't know, 25 seconds, 40 seconds. You know, it depends on the mood, maybe two minutes. How do you do that? So Shach said, what do you mean? He said, because Chazal tell us that if a person has Kavana during benching, he has tremendous yomim. All the wonderful, wonderful brachas come from that. And in fact... And in fact, they used to come to a shach with eitzes. Give me, Rebbe, give us an eitzah. We've got this problem, this situation, this tzara. If shach said, I have an eitzah for you. He gives you many eitzahs. But one of the things he used to say is be makabal on yourself to bench inside a siddah. So they would say, oh, come on, you know, we're expecting some huge thing. Say to him 16 times a day, go to a mukha, go to here, go. Just bench in a siddah. Like, come on. So he said, what do you mean? That, that's what I'm working on. And if Shach used to be Makbid, he had a, t- 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 a Kabbalah from the Vilna going that if a person benches inside a Siddha, it's a school and he'll have Kavana. And if Shach was Makbid on it, one time they saw if Shach in the middle of benching getting up to get a new Siddha. And they couldn't understand it. If Shach was very Makbid on his Kavana, what's Shach? He said, because the corner of the Siddha was missing a few words. You know, it was torn, the corner of the Siddha. I couldn't see those words inside. My Kabbalah is to bench inside a Siddha, so I went to get another Siddha so I could see those words inside. Now, I said, if Shach knew benching, Probably better than any of us sitting here right now. I speak for myself, but you know, you have to forgive me if I'm wrong. But I think with Shach knew Benjamin better than us. He probably knew the Perish Amilas, he probably knew the translation, he probably knew the understanding, he probably even knew the Kabbalistic understandings and meanings behind the words. But with Shach understood that you bench in a Siddha. Why? Kavona. Intention. A person has to have the right Kavonas. A person has to realize what it is. In fact, with Shrem Salman, as you do, Shrem Salman never repeated a Pasuk. Never repeated anything. He said it, he said it properly when he said Davin. Anyone that watched Rosh Salman Davin, it was like the Gemara tells us that you may, it's like to make, you have to be counting money. When you count money, you're just, 
person that counts money knows how to count money every single one properly according to its time. So Shlomo Zalman davened every word was beautifully said. There was no need for him ever to repeat anything. One time, they found Shlomo Zalman repeating Noidelacha. Right, the second paragraph. That's the Mosh she said, well, Noidelcha is thanking the Rabbi Shlomo And I felt myself in the middle, I was Messiah Das, I wasn't thinking about it. Noidelcha without Kavana is not Noidelcha. How can I thank a Kodesh Bogu? How can I have proper Kodesh if I do not fully understand um, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given me. And if you don't understand what HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given you, then in Achanami you can't properly thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I just want to mention a couple more things before we finish. The time is late. But you have to know as well, a very important thing as well. There's all sorts of halachas that we're not going to of hearing the words that you're saying. Uh, in fact, the Chazanish was one of the says he remembers when he was younger, he was in the house of the Chazanish. And there was someone there who was benching, but whatever it was, someone there was benching. And you know how it is, in the middle of benching, you, you find the guy that you want to speak to, you sit mm-mm, 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 you know, you know. You guys know what I'm talking about, hello? It's just me. Okay, you have these people that do these things, right? You have these people that do these things. So somebody did that. So the Chazanish, after he finished benching, said, I don't understand. Would you do that in the middle of Shemun Ezra? Like, none of us would think, oh, in the middle of Shemun Ezra, we'd never dream of doing such a thing. We're talking to the Rebbein Shalaylam. So the Chazanish benching was the same thing. Benching isn't that thing you just have to do after you eat something. It's more serious than that. It's an understanding of what HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave you. It's an understanding to, wow, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us every single thing that we have, and therefore we have to appreciate that. That's what's so important. That's what we have to realize. And in fact, let's just finish with a couple of interesting things like this. There is a very interesting uh, Chazal in fact, Chazal tells us one of the Rishonim writes that if you look at all of benching, there is never a final pay, pace of fit. Right? Scan it in. Right? That's how long it takes to bench. Just scan it in. Figure out there's not one pay, end of pay, final pay in the entire benching. What's the reason? Says the Rokeach, because if you look in Chazal, a final pay is that which represents all sorts of problems of anger and disease. And therefore, he says the Rokeach, one of the Rishonim, that when a person benches properly, he's zoicha not to have any final pays. There's no anger, there's no diseases. Everything that he has is in the right place and should be done properly. I just want to mention just for two more minutes, what is benching anyway? Let's just go through a minute of the structure, just to understand. There are four brachas in benching. Three daraisa, that's the first three, and one of them darabonon. The first one is on food, the second one is on Eretz Yisrael, the third is on Yerushalayim, the fourth is on the toiv, on Eretz HaToiv. The first bracha, Moshe Rabbeinu was masakin in the midbar, which is an amazing thing. Because can you imagine waking up in the morning and find a crisp $100 bill next to your bed, next to your bed saying hey guys off you go go spend it for the day daily spending money a hundred dollars a day that's exactly what happened in the midbar they got the mon and we thanked HaKadosh Baruch Hu for it that's exactly what Moshe Rabbeinu was masakin when he was masakin the first bracha Birch HaSamozon he was masakin it because that's the food that they got over there the second one Yeshua was masakin when he came into Eretz Yisrael the third bracha David HaMelech was masakin the fourth one Gamriel was masakin when they had Rishus to enter they enter Beitar as we know the Gemara Brochus tells us her famous they came and they killed a lot of Yidin in Beitar and the bodies were left there for a very very long time they finally after years got permission to go in to Beitar and to bury the dead that were over there which was a tremendous tremendous thing and the Gemara tells us through that 
It was Masakin, the benching. So therefore, Rabbi said, we have to understand, and this is what the Gemara in Brochus tells us, that the Brochus of benching, all the Brochus included, is HaKoros HaToiv, to understand and to come to the realization that everything comes from the Rabbi Nishalayim. Bechein, Bechesed, Verachem, Imunoisein, Lechem, Lechol, Basar. This is what we're doing, is what benching is. Benching is the realization that it's not me, it's the Rabbeinu Shalaylam, where everything that I eat, everything that I get, is Bashkoch HaPratas, comes from the Rabbeinu Shalaylam. In fact, Rabbi Chatzka Levenstein writes in, Ar- in Ari Cheskel and Elul Nishmuz, he says, you know, a natural thing of a person, a teva, that we have in our bodies, is to think we create and we do everything, we have the power for everything. It's unfortunate. It's against, it's against the Torah. Because of course the Rabbi Shem gives us everything, but he says it's natural in our own bodies and our own lives to think that when we go to work and come back with a paycheck, that's us. And the problem is that's not true. And he says, says Rabbi Chatzko Levenstein, that it's answers that the Rabbi Shem gives us to stop this. And that is one of them is benching. Because the whole benching, look at the words, open up an art score to read the beautiful words of benching. Every word of benching is to say, who gave us everything, he feeds us, he sustains us, he keeps us going. That's what benching is. And that's what we're meant to be thinking about. Next time we open up that bencher and fly through the benching, before we get the opportunity to fly, let's think for a minute, what are we doing? What are we accomplishing? Who are we thanking? What are we thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu for? I mean, let us end with one last unbelievable Svas Emes. The Svas Emes. Brochus Lam and Hey. It's an unbelievable Svas Emes. Never heard such a Svas Emes like this. The Svas Emes wants to know that if it's the mitzvah the rice at the bench, as we know it's a mitzvah the rice at the bench. So why isn't there a Brochus Sheker Dishon of a mitzvah Sobet Sivonu to bench? Like there is for every other Doraisa. Even the Rabbanos we have Brochus like that. Why is there no bracha asked the Svas Emes Hashem Kedushonu B'mitzvah Sabetzivonu Tamech Beautiful kasha Svas Emes is kasha Answer the Svas Emes Because it's a mitzvah sikhlis It's so obvious How can you say Hashem Kedushonu B'mitzvah Sabetzivonu That the Kodesh Baruch Commanded us to bench What are you crazy? You don't realize for a minute What you got? You don't have the appreciation For what the Rabbani Shalom gave you? It's a mitzvah sickness as a Svar Semes. It cannot be on such a mitzvah To say Hashem Kedishonu But mitzvah Yisab Betzivonu You just have to bench Because when a person Comes to realization Of what he has And what a Kodesh Baruch Has given him Before a Kodesh Baruch Takes it away and Be'ez HaShem, we have Siyatah Tishmaya. And all the brachas that are in Benjamin will Be'ez HaShem come and to us. We should be zeichat of the kindness. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.